0: Hey, this is Ian K. Lauren, and you're doing an impromptu episode of Some Wrestling shit. And I'm actually going to talk about the most recent, I just got finished watching NWA Empower, the all-women's event hosted and created and produced by Nikki James. I'm going to talk about how great this pay-per-view was, and I'm going to put this over. I'm going to so put this over, because in my mind, it was that good. Now, there's actually a Curtin Jordan, like, pre-show with Leia Hurst and Chrissy James actually starting the show. It's a good basic match. you know, get the crowd hyped up into it a little bit. It's not fully, like, full yet. That's one thing about that. So, I mean... So, there's a lot of, like, empty seats. We are still filing in. You know, on the internet. We're, like, complaining about that. A bit. But, you know what? It's the opening show. I mean, it's like... Bear, getting their food, getting their beer, getting their People are still trying to get inside the Chase. Barroom, actually, you know. And this is special because this is Wrestling at the Chase, you know. For any of you wrestling nerds, you know that Wrestling at the Chase, especially back in the 50s and 60s, was like a huge thing. We're talking about the era of like people like Harley Race and Pat O'Connor and Toots Monts with the Gold Ducks, you know, which Billy Corgan, not Billy Corgan, but I think um, one of the commentators we'll talk about tonight, actually, you know. So we have that opening match. And then after match, so I mean, we actually get like this rousing promo by Mickey James. So which is awesome. It's like a cool, passionate promo about how she wanted to get this done. This was like a huge dream for her to do. And so forth. So that was amazing then. Mm -hmm. Then we go into like the battle of the brands to get you started here, which is if you watch the carios, Kylie Ray from like NWA. We also have like Chili Chomet, uh, who's, who's from Lucha Libre. You know what I mean? And we have Diamante from everything AEW. So now Chili Chomet has like this really cool like bow cat Ray Boone kind inspired gear, you know, which is kind of cool. He had like this, mostly this ground game going on for doing the match. Monty was like, totally healed on this fan. This fan started like, put out his hand, his Street Austin shirt, and she totally blew him the fuck off. It was so crazy, you know? And then, one of the cool spots during the match itself, because of it the triple threat match, he had like a triple roll up, which is kind of creative actually, you know. Now, Chili Tormada, I think her name is, has a basic, basic ground game work rate. You know, nothing really flashy about her skill, kinda, you know. But one of our cool spots, you'll see like a badass German suplex by Diamante. Because Dia is definitely the main heel of the match, hands down. And another cool spot you'll see is like the really cool Tower of Doom. And also, just a really cool, dope Canadian Destroyer by Diamante. Because Diamante was the star of this match, definitely, hands down. She was like popping over the match. And it was like her match, kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, I give the match a B plus. It's cool, it's entertaining to get you started, get you into a thing. So, that was pretty cool. And next we're we'll, going oh, to into like the next thing. Over here, we're going to talk about the series of of the NWA Women's Tag Team title. match. First, we have the Hex, which is like Allison K and Murray Bell, which is Hell on Heels, actually. Renee Michelle, something. And I'm on am mark for for name, Michelle, no matter what, no matter. And right, I hate to say, I actually forget, like, her partner's name. It's so sad, I forget. But then I'm just kind of tired, too. But you got to admit, it was literally, like, these four ladies, like, fucking chopping beef. This was, like, literally, like, a hoss match, okay? Because they were going, bam, 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 bam. They were, like, nailing each other to the wall. It, it was literally, like, four hosses, like, imagine, like, Dr. Def and Terry Gordy versus like Stan Henson and Ted DiBiase, except it's like four hot women, you know, because they went balls to a wall. It was like definitely like just ass kicking from wall to wall. It was like bam, 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 bam. Like no waste of motion. Everything was killer. And hands down, it was like Renee Michelle's best match he's ever done that i ever seen, and I'm a huge mark for Renee Michelle, I'm, like, huge for her, so, I mean, you know, but the match itself was a really cool tag team hot fight, you know, and it ended up because the Hex actually went over on Hill on heels, I mean, personally, I understand that, why the Hex goes over, because they're both, seriously, NWA, they've been NWA for a long time, so I'm actually cool with that, but I would have liked to see, like, Renee Michelle get over on this time, actually, you know, Because I'm such a man and she's such a star and I don't understand why she hasn't gone up like the ladder kind of, you know. As far as like promotions go, at least why does she go more over? Because she's a decent wrestler. She's hot as fuck, you know. It's kind of like, but the match itself, I got given an A plus because it was cool, entertaining from bell to bell. It was like a really cool, good time especially if you like women's tag team wrestling, hard-hitting women's tag team wrestling, you'll definitely like this match. That's a fact there. So, and then, like, the Hex goes on, so, and we'll see them a little later on, so, on that. But just inform, actually, because it shows, like, the education of, like, Renee Michelle. She's actually graduated to like, her best work because all four women look like stars in this match. I mean, you know, and Allison Kaye, who I've been a fan of when she was like, oh, when she was like in Impact Wrestling, like under that other name, which I can't think of right now. And Mari Bell, when she was like in the dollhouse, which ironically, with Taryn Terrell, who actually is in the NWA, but yet there's no dollhouse reunion on the horizon. And you have Awesome Kong, too, who's temporary in the Doghouse, in the dollhouse, actually. So that was kind of a sting post on that i thought so next in like the um bank with the a tax tournament we have the free babes which is like miranda gordy you know terry Gordy's daughter the daughter of also jimmy wayne yang i know he actually had a daughter i mean so and a girl named hollywood haley j who is definitely like the michael ps hayes of like this group actually you know and let's see, Miranda Gordy, let's just say that she's definitely like her father's daughter. I got to say that. And, you know, entertaining girl. She loves the business, you can tell. And I don't know much about like Jimmy Yang's daughter, kind of, you know, Jazzy Yang. That's her name. I don't know much about her because that's the first time I could see her wrestle. But I got to admit, they're an entertaining group, actually, you know what I mean? They went against Kyle and Clean, and Red Velvet from like AEW, so in the qualifying, you know, it was a okay K match kind of, you know, but you kind of had an idea that like Velvet and Clean were gonna like come out of it. You know, what I mean, because you gotta have like that AEW representation a little bit since they're definitely helping out with this. You know, what I mean, one cool thing I'll say, they actually came out to Bash Street USA. That was kind of cool. You know what I mean so, and. Miranda Gordy was in, like, the Confederate flag colors of red, white, and blue, but she didn't have, like, the Confederate flag, so that was a nice touch, you know what I mean? The match itself was, like, okay, you know I mean? So, nothing to write home about, you I mean, so, know but it was cool, it was entertaining. It was, like, a cool way to pass the time, I thought. You know what I mean? Next, we end up backstage with the heck. You know, Bell and Allison Kay next to like May or My Valentine, actually. Talking about, and like, Mari Bell gives like a really nice, passionate, like babyface promo. And she talks about how she wants to be like the first Dominican NWA champion. And she kind of alludes to like, Ric Flair versus Jack Verano back in the day, like in the 1980s, so. Now for those who don't know the story of this, Ric Flair buckets Jack Blaine and the Dominican Republic. But since the Dominican the Republic was like, seen as like a very violent country, you know, Ric Flair, to kind of save his own life, pretty much like, did the job to Jack Verano just to get the fuck out of there because the crowd was getting like hyper violent, you know? And Ryan Piper was actually there, so pretty much, Ric Flair told Jack Verano, just fucking pin me so I can get the fuck out of here so I can live, so. So back in the Dominican Republic, Jack Reno technically was the NWA world champion, you know? But it's not recognized by the NWA, and they sent the belt back like a day later because Ric Flair was not going to die for like the 10 pounds of fucking gold, you know? So there's always like a bit of that askeritz in wrestling history came to that actually, you know what I mean? So how it wasn't recognized, and then we go... Back to the ring with like this amazing and passionate promo from of all people, Gail Kim, you know, who made an appearance and talked about like how this is like a dream come true, to wrestling and so forth and so on. You know, you're basically like babyface trying to get like the event over. It was a great promo. It made you cry. It gave you the feels and so forth. And then, of course, like the heel comes out, Terrell comes out with genocide and there are henchmen. So, I mean, but you forget, I forget as a fan of the amazing chemistry that Terrell and Gail Kim actually had when they fought each other in fucking Impact or TNA, kinda, you know, they had like a fucking amazing matches and their personalities were so directly opposite because Terrell was pretty much like the Ric Flair character And Gail Kim was literally the Ricky Steamboat character between those two. They had, like, amazing matches. They matched up perfectly. And it was, like, the perfect face versus heel. It was, like, they had, like, a badass series of, like, fucking matches, you know, when they fought for the title, you know? And people don't really talk about, like, that rivalry so much. They always talk about, like, Gail Kim and Kong, of course, which... Sorry, because as you will see, like, because... She tries to do like a heel move on Gail Kim, and then Awesome Kong comes out and like fights the pre dollhouse off actually, you know? And then like... Essentially like, Awesome Kong pretty much announces her retirement from Pro Wrestling, you know? And she wanted to share the stage with like Gail Kim one last final time. Even though she's been pretty much retired since like Glow, I guess? And um... whatever, but like this is the time she actually made it official, official. And it makes sense because she kind of seriously got started like in the NWA slash NWA TNA also. So it makes sense that she would officially end her career in the NWA. So it was a very touching, very nice moment when they just kind of embraced and just like gave this big hug. Once again, gives you the fucking feels. It just fucking does. You know what I mean? It's one great moment of seeing them, like, both of them oh. retired now from the business, you know, like with their health and tax, and they're like the elder stateswomen of up- women's wrestling, you know. I, I could go about like the amazing and kind of up and down career of like Awesome Kong or Mason Kong or Karma, depends on what you call her at the time, but that could be like another episode, I think. And next, we have Molina versus Deanna Perrazzo for the Impact Knockouts Championship. So, I mean, Melina comes out, and it's a classic Melina entrance, even with, like, the little two paparazzi, not, like, the big WWE stuff. She used do with, like, Eminem, kind of. But, you know, she had the little paparazzi on the side, and she had, like, this really nice, it's like, metal stud costume on. It was, like, really... A beautiful presentation, like really nice, you know, so and then after that we have like the razor coming with like her impact knockout title and her way nice title from Triple A actually. So it's literally like two different characters going through, you know what I mean. The match starts out with so like, you know like you basic basically kind of jaw jacking and some ground game, you know what I mean? One of the best female technicians in the business today. I mean, you know, just her ground game, her skill, her facials, her everything, you know, and, and it was like a really a good... grappling game. game because one thing with her character being the virtuosa, her character has to be like manly dexterous. I don't know if I'm saying the word right there, but she has to be an intense technician, and that's what she is, and it plays to her strengths, and the virtual gimmick just works for her, you know? But Once again, I'll say again, because WWE NXT fucking dropped the ball on her. It's fucking insane how they dropped the ball on her, you know? And how much of just an amazing badass she fucking is, and, and how she's just killing it in Impact Wrestling, you know? How she's literally like made the one of the best wrestlers in the world today, you know, and Impact lets her show it every fucking week, you know what I mean? And Molina, God bless her, everyone thought it was going to be like some dumb squash match and they tried to like build up for a couple of weeks, you know what I mean? But to my surprise, it wasn't a squash match, it was super competitive and hate to sound like the crowd, but she still has it, okay? She went She went toe to go. She go. She was like a tomato can. She was not a jobber on this. I mean, she fought and fought and fought until she just fucking had to tap the fuck out. And she even like fought through like a leg injury. And it was like heartbreaking to see it. You know what I mean? And there are just some moments in the match where you were kind of starting to think that maybe she might fucking get it. You know what I mean? Because they put like, those little- He's a doubt in you a little bit when everyone thought it was going to be a squash match, you know? I mean? But that's pretty. But the match itself was really epic, really badass, you know what I mean? And it just proved that, like, Dionne Brazos made, like, one of the best heels working today, you know? Especially in women's wrestling, you know what I mean? So, and then... The little thing she did, she actually, like, dusted her feet off of Melina after she pretty much threw Melina out of the fucking ring and just God. kind of like wiped her feet with her. And, and Velvet he was saying like, no, that's not fair. That's not right. You shouldn't do that. And once again, Velvet, you used to be a part of the fucking beautiful people. You have put like paperbacks our people's heads and you would kick people when they're fucking down and you're talking face now? Really? Come on now. Once again, I mean like you gotta change from, like, your whole, like, heel pass in The Beautiful People. And then they never talk about how she was, like, knockout champion. But, you know, just an observation I noticed. I mean, so. And next, fucking Medusa comes out. Holy shit. That was so fucking cool. She had, like, this army fatigue jacket on thing. I don't know what. I mean, so. But, like, and I will never, ever, ever call her a lunge Blaze, like, ever. That's some bullshit right there. But, you know, give or take. And she was there to present, like, the um, NWA women's world tag team title. So, I mean, and she, like, sat next to Phyllis side for the fucking match. It was pretty cool. I mean, so. And then we finally have the final match. King and Velvet versus the Hex. I mean, so. Solid match, you know, nothing really spectacular, really, in that way, you know. There was a really cool, like, three amigos by, like, Marty Bell, which is pretty cool in the match, you mean, so. And Colin King and, like, Red Velvet had to go heel for the match, you mean, they went a little heelish, you know, so, during the match kind of. It wasn't, like, full on heel, it was kind of like a, um, tweener type of thing, you mean, so. But the match itself ends up with the Hex going over and them becoming, like, the re-inaugural in their women's tag team title. So, I mean, so, champions. And one, our highlight was, like, this badass spine buster by, like, Allison Kay. It was, like, the only complaint that the straps are fucking lime green. Oh, my God. They, like, look so thrift sore. It's, like, so weird. I mean, so. But... One final note on that, I guess, because I think them having, like, the world tag team titles will be because Lord knows WWE has totally, like, not given a shit about the women's tag titles anymore. They have literally no teams. It's, like, Natty and Um Tamina. Are they the champions? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, but this will be a good, like, opportunity really for, like, women to get more work, see more women's tag team wrestling, which I've always loved, so... I am so excited for the future of, like, the NWA women's tag team title. That's going to be, like, something I'm actually going pretty jazzed about, okay? I'm, like, loving that, okay? And the similar may have been, The NWA women's champion, Camille, versus AEW's legit Layla Hirsch. And they talk about the big day versus Goliath dynamic, and it's on full display here, you know? Because, like, Camille's something like 5'9", and Laird Hurst is something like 4'11", or something like that, you know? There's a definite difference. Like, if you put this in, like, Marvel Comics terms, it's like, Puck from, like, the um, Canadian X-Men team called Alpha Flight versus, like, Galactus, you know? Or, like, maybe Wolverine versus, like, the Hulk from, like, the 60s, kind of, you know? so well, I mean and the match itself just was kind of like bless their hearts they are trying to make it more creative than it was but it just didn't quite pull off but there was some really cool spot there was like this superplex by Leia Hurst that was fucking epic if you see it and you get the thing it's really really freaking epic to fucking watch it's pretty dope and she does for the top rope it's really cool I mean, the match itself was good. Camille did her role. And think about it, Camille actually showed like vulnerability. I mean, so which is pretty awesome, I thought, you know. So because Leah Hurst was pretty much signed out wrestle, her so that you know and that was like the basic story that she was gonna like out grapple Camille. And that kind of came to fruition kind of near the end. But overall, the match was okay. It's like a solid B match. I mean, you know. But I mean, it's good, entertaining, good thing. You know what I mean? And then the bottom event, I'm gonna make it short because it's the only thing that I felt like a real low. Chelsea Green, you know, pretty much did like an HPK type of thing and like outlasted like nine individuals and in essentially like a Royal Rumble match with pinfalls and submissions. You know, what I mean, essentially that's how it went. She like outlasted everyone else and she's gonna face Camille tomorrow night at NWA 73. So um, that's kind of like the pay-per-view so far It's like, you know, I give the pay-per-view, I gotta give it like a B plus. I mean, so there's no real low in the matches. Most of them were like good to great, you know? And like, it's definitely like worth your time, especially if you want to support the NWA and everyone's complaining that they're on Fight TV now, which even I don't care for that. Like they should get back and get like another TV deal. So far, maybe even it's just like a syndicated TV deal something, you know what I mean? So, cause the fight TV thing, it's not really worth it because an NWA doesn't have that much of a fan base yet, you know, but I will say the crowd once again was hot for this event. They were into everything, which helped. And these ladies showed out, okay. They came to fucking rock. They came to party, they came to show out. They came to show their shit, you know what I mean? And you got to give it to them. And overall, the show was entertaining as fuck. I mean, you know, overall. I mean, so, especially if you're a fan of Wins wrestling, if you like the NWA, you will like this, okay? And they even, like, hit a little bit of, like, Nick Aldis versus, um, Trevor Rock. They did, like, a little thing, a little teaser after, like, Camille's match, though. Which is neat, because... Which I had no problem with, but like, you know, since it was all women's pay-per-view, you're just kind of thinking, like, take that shit, like, tomorrow night, you know, deal with that. But, you know, you got to do a little tease, and, it's understood, and it didn't distract from what the women were doing. Or the achievement of the event, okay? Because Talk the Bomb, it was a good show, yeah, partying action, and it went by quick, like, two hours, you know, and everything was like, go, 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 go didn't let up and there wasn't really like a lull. seriously, that you could like catch your breath because everything ran, but... Back to back, it's like a good show that, it's a really good indie show. It really was a really good indie. I mean, so, and Billy Corgan, he, with his use of history and so on, but he needs to stop leaning on the history thing so much and kind of go a bit forward kind of, you know I mean, with the National Wrestling Alliance. And especially they show, like, um, Milton Burt's old, like, NWA women's belt, which is fine, it's like but it's kind of, like, you know, go a little forward here, I mean, so. And get some better-looking belts, Billy. Come on. Be a little bit more modern, I guess. That would be, like, my only takeaway. Oh, the only Batchamaya worth moment, actually, they actually had, like, Lady Frost's, like, logo on the... Had like one shot where they were away from the ring when genocide did some Nations for some reason. That's the only like, but that's all. But overall, I thought the show was like pretty good, like excellent, pretty good. So that's my lower review so far of that. So I mean, this is Ian K. Loren, and this is some wrestling shit, and I'll see you down the road. Suckas were the real motherfuckers. Give me some more. Meat suckas were the real motherfuckers. Give me some more. <laughs> I'm gonna a